Sports Show, the number one all-New York sports podcast, hosted by Dominic Konoreski. Hello and welcome to the New York Sports Show, your number one all-New York sport podcast covering the Camping Water SRX series. I'm your host, Dominic Konoreski. We are currently live here on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you name it. We are on it right now. Hello, folks. Thank you for tuning in to the NYSS. Today's going to be a very special episode today. The Camping Ward SRX Series just did their inaugural race a few days ago at the Stafford Motor Speedway. Now they're heading to Knoxville for their first dirt track race of the season. And oh boy, is that going to be a fun one. We're going to be talking about Stafford, Knoxville, and some rule changes, possibly, or just changes overall going into the Knoxville race. So get a cold drink, sit down, and just listen, and let me know what you guys think. So that's our series was at Stafford Motor Speedway. First race ever, first time that we got to see all these cars on the track once racing-wise, because, I mean, of course, they did hold practices and everything. But this was the first time we were fully able to see these cars racing against each other fully up to speed. And it was interesting. The heat races provided decent racing. Okay. First of all, it's very hard to have a full race when there's only 12 cars. Okay. Very, very hard. It's especially when all the cars are the same. And especially when all those cars that are the same are six plus seconds behind the leader you know, in a 15-minute hit uh, heat race. I feel like the biggest thing I did not like about the heat race is that under caution, the heat race clock still counted down. They did not do it by laps. I feel like that added more of an endurance style, which I liked, you know, I, I like that. But I feel like due to the heat races only being 15 minutes long when the cautions did come out, uh, the clock should have stopped. And then you had Danica Patrick not realizing what lap they were on, ended up calling the Lynn uh, the final lap or lap early. At the end, though, it was Greg Biffle who won the first heat race. And I got to say, having the, the Biff race again, that is truly something great. Yes, he's only a part-time driver, but it is so awesome to see him back in racing, whether it's the Cup Series or the SRX Series, whoever got a hold of him or unless he got a hold with them himself. But it was a truly brilliant idea to have him come out, especially for the first race. Definitely added a nice oomph to the series. So then you go into the second heat race, field is inverted, all that good stuff, another 15 minutes, and then we see a local favorite, Doug Kobe, get the heat race win. Now, let me remind you, he's a local favorite at Stafford, 30 wins at Stafford alone going into this race. Overall, though, doesn't waste at Stafford too, too much anymore. Waste is in the Wheel of Modified Tour, six-time champion in the Wheel of Modified Tour, which is absolutely crazy. The amount of talent Doug Hopi has is truly off the charts. And it, it uh, I know that racing age-wise, you know, uh, and money-wise, it's hard to get into the Cup Series around this time. But I'm telling you, you guys put him in a Cup Series wide and Doug Hopi could do absolutely amazing stuff. So Doug Hopi wins the heat race. He's going to start on pole for the 100-lap feature. Overall, in the feature, 100 laps, I would say we saw seven combined laps of good racing. Many people may disagree with me on that. If so, that's your opinion. But th this race was boring. The 
amount of hype that the SRX series gave everyone, well, that they did not fulfill the hype. That's all it was, was hype. Okay, I feel like it was misleading hype, but the racing was so boring. And then, and then at one point, I think it was uh, Paul Tracy who was about to go lap down. I know he ended up finishing the race one lap down, but there was someone around, like between lap 40 and lap 50, a driver was about to go lap down, and then boom, there's a competition caution. For for what? That wasn't announced in the freeways. They, they threw the fun caution to stack the field up back, up, all back together and stuff so we don't see cars go a lap down. And I think that was the dumbest thing ever. And I feel like that made the series lose a little bit of credibility. At least for myself, I feel like it lost a little bit of credibility. Because this is the superstar racing experience. You don't throw fun yellow flags to have the field go back up. This is more of a gimmick then. If, if that's how they plan on doing the series, it's more of a gimmick than anything throwing a yellow flag so a guy doesn't go a lap down, okay? The, the, if, the, if these are supposed to be superstar drivers, you don't throw yellows to get them fully back uh, to the west of the field, okay? That, that's not a sport, then. That, that's mainly like a particip uh, participation trophy series, okay? No hate on the SRX series for doing that, but I think that was foolish. 100%, I think that's foolish. That does not produce true wasting. I rather have seen the whole field go a lap down than to have a competition caution. Okay, you didn't have that. I know that the SRX series isn't NASCAR, but back in the good old days of NASCAR, you didn't have competition cautions when people going laps down. You had people win uh, the race by eight laps, and you know what? Those are what makes classic races. Okay, Doug Kobe was absolutely dominating it, and then you throw a competition caution because he was extending his lead. But also, at the same time, you cannot tell me that these guys waste to their full potential. You cannot tell me in the closing five-ish laps that Tony Stewart, the most aggressive race car driver probably to ever live, at least one of them, held off with Greg Biffle and Doug Hobie. Now, I'm not saying the waste is wigged. I'm not saying that they let Doug Hobie win. In no way am I saying now or hinting towards that. But you cannot tell me, though, that Tony Stewart did not have his foot all the way down on that gas pedal. You cannot tell me that. It was like a freight train the entire ways. You had guys two seconds apart from each other and more. And before the race even started, the, the, the full feature, Bill Elliott couldn't get his car going. He had, a, I think, a gas problem, something like that. The gas couldn't get uh, full throughout the car. So then they held the race off a few laps so he could fully start. That's not racing. You can't you can't wait for a guy to get his car fixed before the race starts. It, and then that leads me back to saying it's a gimmick in a way. It yes, it's the superstar racing experience, but at the end of the day, it's a racing series. So are you telling me if someone has trouble at the beginning of the race uh, before they, everyone takes the green flag, they're gonna hold off the race? For a few laps, uh, so the guy could get the problem fixed. You can't do that. You gotta go to wasting because that's what wasting is. Okay, wasting doesn't wait for anyone. And you know, if his car's really good, he could get back on the lead lap himself. Okay, we've seen that happen before many, many times. Okay, that was that was, uh, that was very, very dumb for the SRX series to do. I understand it's a short field, only twelve cars. But you can't, you can't do stuff like that. And, and once again, go back to the short field. 12 cars. Who makes a racing series 
with 12 cars. I understand that they're going to all short tracks, okay? So short tracks can't have 30-plus cars on the track. If so, then there's just going to be wrecks absolutely everywhere. But they could have way more than 12 cars in the series. And the thing is, though, they have more than 12 drivers. There shouldn't be no part-time drivers in the series. Well, you know, I understand Haley Deegan, who's racing because she races uh, currently in the Camping World Truck Series. But besides, so there should be no part-time drivers. And then you have the World Course winner. Have your text, uh, test drivers be full-time drivers. Get all the drivers. You can't tell me that there isn't a retired or sideline driver out there who would say no to racing the SRX series. They got to try more to fill up the field. Okay, a crash happens, and let's say four or five drivers go, that's almost fully half of the field. It, it's stupid. It, it really is stupid. I don't like using the word stupid, but it's stupid. You cannot have a racing series with 12 cars. If a big crash happens, there goes essentially the entire field. Especially since it's short tracks. Short tracks, when crashes happen, uh, the field uh, tends to stack up. It's it's not good. I mean, what happens if you're, let's say, you're on lap 15 out of 100 in a race and eight cars are knocked out, either with damage or just fully totaled? What are you going to do? Are you just going to have four cars race? Like, are you kidding me? You can't do that. You can't do that. And I've seen that they have backup cars. That's why I want to know. Let's say that. A big crash knocks out a ton of drivers. Are you just going to put them all in backup cars now? That ain't racing. You know, I like the SRX series. I'm covering the SRX series. I mean, if I was, I wouldn't be doing this uh, episode right now. But if the SRX series wants to fully be taken seriously and fully be a racing series, they can't do stuff like that. Okay, when Greg Biffle... Look, I'm the most diehard Greg Biffle fan you could ever meet. But when Greg Biffle got his car wound in the second heat race at Stafford, he, they should have not put him in the backup car, okay? Because the fact is, if that happened in any other racing series, he would have been out. He would have not made the feature. He would have been out. Biggest thing, though, I love with the SRX series is the fact that they do interviews between the heat races and then between the final heat race going into the feature. I absolutely love that. You you not only get the raw emotion, you get to really see just how stressful and how exciting it is. I feel like that actually kind of goes with the raw emotion. But you could also see Temples flare. You get to see the crews walk on the cars, talk to the crew members. It's nice. It is really, really nice to see, and I feel like that brings the audience closer to the uh, to the drivers, especially uh, a lot of these drivers are well-known drivers, so you could see what your favorite driver thinks between the heat races going into the future. I think whoever thought that idea is absolutely brilliant. 100% is absolutely brilliant. So going into Knoxville, you have, uh, you have the four-start track. I guarantee you Tony Stewart's going to win that race. I have my money on Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart is one of the best star track races Tavalev and the best star track race, in my opinion, in the SRX series right now. So, with that said, the SRX series announced on their official Twitter that there will be uh, a few changes going on. They listen to their fans. And the fact that they listen to their fans, that's something that NASCAR has never done. 
okay? When has NASCAR ever listened to their fans? And then the SLX series comes out of nowhere, and they start listening to their fans, okay? NASCAR has ignored its fans, and they've made changes that their fans don't like, and you know what? They don't listen to them. With that, they have a larger decrease of viewership. Many say NASCAR is dying, and you know what? I feel like that's contributing to it. So by the SRX series, paying attention to what its fans want, maybe a step in a white direction for other racing series, too, such as NASCAR. But I feel like the biggest thing from this is that the SRX series took time to listen. Okay, NASCAR has never done that. That SRX series took time to listen. Let's say they never even did anything. They still listen. With that said, the SRX series just gave us single-handedly something that NASCAR never did. Okay? Now, overall, it's not 100% known on what those changes are. I think there's going to be three changes. Those changes being, number one, the competition cautions, because the amount of outrage I saw about the competition cautions, especially under that post, that has to be one of the things, because a lot of people did not like that at all, including myself. Second thing is, is the car numbers. The car numbers are the tiniest things on the car. Like, it's unbelievable. And then on the door side, where the numbers would be if this was NASCAR, really any other racing series, you have the freaking Campin' Ward SRX series logo. Like, what? I don't I don't get that. Like, we all know it's the Campin' Ward SRX series. You don't need to remind us every time you take a look at the car. Like, that's just a little bit too much, folks. I feel like the numbers are going to be bigger. And then overall for the final thing, I feel like it's either going to, well, for the final thing, I feel like it's going to be one of these two things uh, for the third thing, if there is a third thing. I feel like it's, they're going to break up the heat features more, to be honest, 15 minutes, maybe three, five-minute ones, not like saying that there'll be a winner for five, because the, the field spread out so much. Either that or they're going to uh, break up the feature itself more. Okay, because Doug Hobie led over 70 laps. It was a boring race. I'm not saying that you want to see crashes or anything like that. But overall, competition-wise, it was a freight train. So let me know what you guys think about that on nyssraceday.com. Once again, that is nyssraceday.com. Thank you guys for listening in. And... Definitely make sure let me know what your opinion is. Overall, I think the SRX series is going places. I'm excited to watch it. I hope to see them do good. I want to see them do good. The SRX series is the racing series of the future. I think if they just do a little bit of minor changes and get a bigger driver field overall for the races, they're 100% going to be up competing with NASCAR in a few years from now. But... I gotta say, listening to the fans is the biggest step right now. The fact that they're doing it early means a good thing. But before the season started, well, I know it's only been one way through, but that they are sending off in a way XFL type vibes. I know football and racing are two totally different things, but in a way though, it kind of seems like it's the uh, racing version of the XFL. So let me know what you guys think about that. I'm your host, Dominic Kanoeski of the New York Sports Show, and I'm signing out. Peace.